Well, hello, Lifeline Live. Hello, it's good to see you all. If we have never met before, my name is Luke, and I am so glad that we can be here together for week two of How Do I Pray? During this series, we are not only learning about prayer, but we are taking some time to regularly practice prayer as a Lifeline family. So if this is your first time joining us in this series as we're on week two, maybe you missed the last one, I would invite you to participate in the series. Yes, by, of course, listening to these teachings, but also by carving out a regular rhythm of prayer in your day. Uh, It's going to be an incredible series that we're going to continue, and I'm excited for the ways that we will connect with God. But for tonight, I want to begin by telling you a little story about the time that I learned, this is a weird statement, a time that I learned downhill skiing from my grandma. Okay, are you ready? Yes, my grandma taught me a thing or two about downhill skiing. Uh, I'll set the scene for you. It was me, it was my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, Andrea. It was my sister, Sierra, my dad, and my grandma. And for just a little bit of added commentary, my grandma's name is Phyllis, okay? So uh, we went skiing, and uh, we kind of were, were doing our downhill skiing thing, going down different slopes or whatever. We kind of broke up as a group, and we're kind of doing our own thing. I remember this so vividly. Me and my dad were going up a ski lift, and we saw this person completely crash while they were going down a black diamond hill. And when I say crash, it was like the type of thing where it's like one ski goes this way, another ski slides into the woods, there's a hat, who knows where, like it was a full out spill. So my dad and I are talking, we're like, oh my goodness, like that person really fell, we should go see if they're okay. So we take the smaller hill, the long way, we go and check on them. And as I'm on my way to checking on this person, I come to find out that it was my grandmother that took this spill. I saw my grandma try to bomb a master hill and totally fail. Now, before you start getting sad about this story, my grandma ended up being fine. She had some bumps and bruises. She took a break the rest of the day. She ate cheese fries in the lodge. She was having a good time. But... It was insane. And she taught me a thing or two about downhill skiing. First lesson was don't try to bomb a master hill if you're not ready for it. The second one uh, uh, thing I learned was don't try to bomb a master hill if you're a grandparent. Like she was old beyond master hill status. Uh, And the reality is we can learn a lot about life and uh, different things about life from watching people do it wrong. This is true about downhill skiing. It's also true about academics. Like we all have a friend uh, in school who's like uh, studying. I don't even do it. I hate that teacher. I don't even, and they're not getting good grades. And you're like, okay, I'm learning how to do school by watching you do it poorly. (laughs) Or uh, hygiene. Like anytime you walk past someone with BO, it is a reminder to take care of yourself for free. So uh, you learn something from someone doing it wrong. Uh, And we're in this series about prayer. Uh, How do I pray? And Jesus actually uh, does this with his followers. He uh, 
as an attempt to show them uh, not only how to pray, but how to connect with God and how to experience uh, the, the beauty and the wholeness and the love of God. He points to uh, two groups of people who are doing it wrong as an example for how to pray. And tonight we're going to look at how Jesus kind of points to these two groups of people. And it's my hope that as we uh, look at kind of Jesus' Uh, evaluation of these people who are doing prayer wrong, that you and I would not only learn something about prayer, but we would learn something about what it means to follow Jesus. So if you have a Bible or if you have an opportunity to look up the Bible on your phone or on the internet, uh, I would invite you to turn to Matthew 6. This is where Jesus kind of points out these two groups of people. Uh, Matthew 6 is right in the middle of what is famously known as the Sermon on the Mount. It's this collections of talks where Jesus is uh, painting the picture of what a life that follows him looks like to his followers. And it's in the middle of this that he points out these two groups of people. So Matthew 6, starting in verse 5. We're reading 5, 6, 7, and 8. Okay. This is Jesus talking. He says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. Okay, so first group of people that Jesus introduces uh, his followers and us to are the hypocrites. Now, hypocrite, the, the word hypocrite literally means actor. It's like they are acting. And, and Jesus tells this story. He says, these hypocrites will stand on the street corners and pray publicly. They will uh, make sure their prayers are heard in the synagogue because they are wanting to be noticed by people. Now, here's the thing that Jesus isn't saying, because it'd be really easy to, to read this and be like, okay, so Jesus wants me only to pray when I'm in my room by myself when no one else is around, right? It's like you're sitting at the dinner table and your mom and dad are like, let's pray. And you're like, no, we can only pray when we're by ourselves. That's what Luke said in Lifeline. Like, that's not what Jesus is saying here. What Jesus is uh, pointing his followers' attention to is uh, why the hypocrites were, were praying. See, the hypocrites were not praying to connect with God. They were praying to chase approval, to, to chase approval from other people. See, they wanted to be seen as better than others. They wanted to be seen as, as holy. They wanted to be seen as uh, like they're doing fine. And so they would stand publicly and kind of uh, flaunt their spirituality as a way to say, look how great I am. They were chasing approval from people. And as I, I, as I read this and as I think about this, this message and this lesson goes beyond prayer for me. I mean, how often do we chase approval from people? Do we uh, try to make ourselves look better than we really are? Uh, that, that we try to make ourselves uh, look like we have it all together 
when we don't. See, it's easy for us as human beings to try to chase the approval of other people. And that's uh, what the hypocrites were doing. And Jesus is pointing at them as a lesson to his followers, saying, okay, when you pray, don't do this. Don't do it for the attention of other people, for the approval of others. Do it to connect with God. But then Jesus goes on and introduces us to another group of people with a different problem with prayer. So as we continue, Matthew 6, we go to verse 7. And when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their, their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So Jesus talks about the Gentiles, and they have a, a different problem than the hypocrites. The Gentiles would use uh, these big words. They would say these words over and over and over again. It was like they were trying to be eloquent, and they weren't doing it for the approval of others. They were doing it for the approval and the acceptance of God. They were using these big words and they were babbling on and on as their attempt to try to get God to approve of them. And Jesus says, don't pray like the Gentiles. Now, again, Jesus is not saying like, when you pray, you must only use short words, simple sentences, and don't you ever repeat yourself. That is not, like he's not giving them this list of rules that are so strict. He's saying, when you pray, don't be like the Gentiles who are trying to earn their acceptance and approval from God by sounding eloquent. Now, again, this is about prayer, but it's also about life. Because if your journey has been anything like mine, you've tried to earn God's acceptance. Maybe it's through long prayers or uh, being eloquent in your prayers, but maybe it's through just following the rules. Like you're trying to be a good person. You're trying to avoid the bad things and do the good things. And all along, you're feeling like, if I do these things, avoid the bad, do the good, God will love me more. And this is what Jesus is pointing out. He's saying, your father already knows what you need. It's like, stop trying to impress him and rest in him. And maybe you've dealt with this too. You think like, I do good. I'll be loved more by God. I follow the rules. God will appreciate me more. He'll be less disappointed in me. But then you make mistakes and you become disappointed in yourself and you even hate yourself. And you have this feeling like because I have made mistakes and I'm disappointed in myself and I kind of hate myself, God thinks I'm a mistake. God's disappointed in me. God doesn't love me as much as he used to. Can I just tell you something right now? That's not true. That's not true. There is nothing that you and I can do to make God love us more. And there's nothing you and I can do to make God love us less. And maybe that's something that you needed to hear right now. Maybe right now, you just need to commit to stop the chase. 
to say, I am not going to live, I'm not going to chase the approval of other people. I'm not going to use uh, spirituality and following the rules to make myself look better. And I'm not going to chase the approval of God because I'm going to rest in the fact that he already loves me exactly how I am. My friends, this is hard because we are broken people. We are human. And so maybe you're sitting here tonight or whenever it is you're watching this or listening to this and you're like, okay, that sounds great. I don't want to live for the approval of other people. And I don't want to live uh, thinking that God doesn't love me as much if I make mistakes. But, but how? How do I make that happen? Right now I want to tell you, one of my uh, favorite passages in scripture is found in Psalms 4610. And uh, Psalm 4610 says something like this, be still and know that I'm God. Let me, well, let me say that to you again. Be still and know that I'm God. There's something about stillness for me that uh, when I quiet my soul, And when I slow down physically too, when I clear out a space in my schedule to be with God and to pause, I recognize more clearly that I don't have to live for the approval of others and I don't have to chase the acceptance of God. I can rest and position myself to receive the beauty and the love and the wisdom of God in prayer. And so not only do I think we need to stop the chase? But I also think we need to slow the pace. Slow down the pace of our lives. Slow down the pace of trying to uh, do everything for people and show people how awesome we are. Slow down the pace of trying to uh, receive God's acceptance like we have to earn it. Stop the chase and slow the pace. So to illustrate this point, that uh, slowing down puts us in a position to see the beauty and the love and the wisdom of God, I invited my friend Luca, who is a student at the Kentwood campus, to uh, join me. He is a great piano player, and I I want him to play us a song that he's prepared for us. So uh, Luca, if you could play a song, that would be awesome. Okay, Luca, that was impressive, I have to admit. And how fast he played that thing, although it was impressive and I could never do what he just did, it wasn't how the music was intended to be played. It sounds cool, it sounds fast, but it also sounds a little chaotic. But when Luca slows down the pace, when he uh, relaxes and plays the music how it's supposed to be played, it puts us in a position to hear the beauty of the notes. So Luca, now play it uh, slowed down.
Okay, can we give it up for Luca? That was beautiful. Now, I, I know, like, I asked Luca to come and play for, like, what felt like 30 seconds. But my point is this. You and I can rush around. We can try to impress everyone. We can try to impress God. And ultimately, it can be a barrier for us to experience the beauty of God. That is an option. But the other option is slowing down, is being still in our spirit and in how we go through life. And when we are able to be still, it puts us in a position to know God. When we pause, when we slow down the pace of our lives, it allows us to see the love, the goodness, the beauty, and the wisdom of God in prayer. So tonight, or as you're listening to this, maybe you need to make a commitment. Like, yes, I've been chasing the approval of people. I've been trying to earn the acceptance of God, and I'm done. I'm done chasing those things. And instead, I'm going to rest. I'm going to rest in the fact that God loves me 100% as I am. And that because God loves me, I don't need to chase approval anymore. Maybe a commitment you need to make right now is that you're just going to pause. You're going to slow down the pace of your life and take more time to spend time connecting with God in prayer. So right now, I want us to take an opportunity to do this, to slow down, to pause, and connect with God through a spiritual practice. So my friend Jetty from the NAP campus is going to lead us through that. Hello again, friends. Thank you, Luke, for that fantastic teaching. Um, I think what really struck me about the word pause, it can be the opposite of my days. I can just run from here to there and be so busy. I don't even take a few minutes to pause. And he also, this quote I love that he just said, what will we notice when we slow down? I just love that. And when we pause. So last week in the teaching, Luke talked about, we want to be people who pray. And that really stuck with me throughout the last week. And what I've really been thinking after he said that was, I don't want to be the type of person who just talks about prayer or learns about prayer, but that we experience it together at Lifeline and we engage in prayer together. So really cool tonight, we're going to do just that. And we're going to try a type of prayer called centering prayer together. Um, and the cool thing about centering prayer, um, for me, I don't know if any of you have ever felt this way, where you sit down and you're like, okay, I'm going to pray. I want to be close with God. And then you're like, I don't know what to say. And I don't know if I'll sound okay. And I don't have the words. You guys, I've been there. And what I love about centering prayer is that God gives us his word, his scripture, that we can use as a prayer, as an offering to him. And so tonight, that's what we're going to do. From Psalm chapter 46, verse 10. And I know some of you have heard this. Luke just mentioned it in his teaching. It's a simple verse, but it really has a lot within it. It says, be still and know that I am God. I'm going to read that again. Be still and know that I am God. It even calms me to hear those words after a really busy day, just to hear God's word. So before we start the practice, I want to read from the beginning of Psalm 46 for you, just to kind of encourage us. 
It says, God is our refuge and strength, a helper who is always found in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Also, if you've ever read the message version, it describes God as a safe place to hide. So I wanna encourage you, with everything going on around us, God is a refuge and a safe place to hide. And that really encouraged me. So let's do this practice together. So the first thing is get comfortable. So whether that is your couch or your bed or your living room, whatever it is, just get comfortable, get the wiggles out. I always just wanna shake it off a little bit before I pray and get quiet with God. Um, and we're just gonna do this for a few minutes uh, just to really experience quietness and centering prayer with God. So you might be around others tonight and that's totally okay. If you don't feel comfortable engaging in the prayer, I encourage you try it another time when you have your own quiet. But sit back, listen, and just really enjoy this time. So as we get comfortable, you're just gonna take a few deep breaths to really slow down. And we're all gonna do this together. So just breathe in and breathe out a few times. And as you take a few deep breaths, whatever today was like for you, I know there's a lot of anxiety going around. I know there's a lot of fear or struggles, or maybe you had an argument or a hard test at school. Just keep breathing in and out and just try in this moment to set all of that aside and just be present with God. So as I read the verse from Psalm 46, what I want you to do is as I say the beginning of the verse, I want you to breathe in a big inhale. And then when I say the second half of the verse, just a big exhale. And we're gonna do this a few times together. So we're gonna breathe in, be still and know, and breathe out that I am God. So breathe in and breathe out. Keep doing that a few times. And as you breathe in, really soak in the words, be still and know, know with all of you. And then exhale that I am God, that he is God. So keep breathing in, slowly, be still and know, and then a big exhale, that I am God. And continue, continue to keep breathing and letting the word of God be how we are in God's presence. We acknowledge that he's here with us. So whatever, whatever you're carrying, set it down. Let's breathe in together again, be still and know, and let it out that I am God. Keep doing that just a few more times. So inhale, be still and know. Exhale, that I am God. And one more time together, a deep inhale, be still and know, and exhale, that I am God. And I'm going to pray to end our time together. God, I just thank you for today. I thank you that we can have Lifeline Live. God, we thank you for your word. And we thank you that it is never changing and always here for us to meditate on, to pray with. God, may we be inspired to spend time with you, to just be with you. Um, God, we're so grateful for Lifeline and all of these students um, and our leaders. And so we just ask that you would be with us um, as we end Lifeline Live tonight. We're just so grateful. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.